Retro Rebel Gamecast episode 57 is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics for you, the listeners. Retro Rebel is released every Thursday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. What's going on, Amanda? Not much, man, not much. We had the week off uh, last time, and... Daniel joined us, so what have you been doing? I've been playing Fortnite and Hearthstone. <laughs> Fortnite and Hearthstone. You have drank the Kool-Aid. I, I have. I recently unlocked the Valor character, so I think that makes me, I don't know, 75 battle rank. And, I don't know, 30-something actual rank. And I won a match. The other day, it's exciting on my own solo situation. I did. So I usually rank in the top ten pretty consistently, like almost every match. But it's pretty rare that I win. <laughs> right. It's only happened twice. So. Well, you know. now before you were saying that your strategy was kind of just to stay on the fringe and sneak in until everybody was dead. What did you do different to actually win? Uh, I did nothing different. I stayed on the fringe, and the two guys, uh, blew each other up somehow. I think one guy was in the storm, maybe, and then I won by default. <laughs> <laughs> so the storm killed me. I was in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. I didn't kill anyone, so I think that should be an achievement in itself, winning without firing a single shot. We're just chilling. But the other day, I did get three kills, which is the most that I've ever gotten in a single match. So that wasn't bad. Also, maybe the least amount ever for somebody who actually won. I think zero is the least amount ever for somebody who's actually. Well, that's won. the least amount you can get. But I'm just <laughs> assuming no one's ever done that. They may have. I'm sure someone has, but I mean, get on my level, man. Get on my level. Well, and that's that's what I was gonna say is I don't know the ins and outs of Fortnite quite. You, I have, I mean, you were speaking pretty intelligently on it, so you were definitely uh, much more educated about that particular game. I am not. I'm fairly good at it. Their new twenty v twenty v twenty v twenty v twenty mode sucks, though. I I've only played I think that match twice. Yeah, and it's because it's it's five teams of 20 against each other so there are five different battle buses yeah. and it's just really difficult to keep from like to keep together as a group of 20 and not get pinned in i i think because they only ever put you in a team of four at a time 20 people is actually like too many people to coordinate but too few people for everyone to kind of gravitate towards one point. Yeah. So I find that I, I can't wait for them to decommission that, um, that match type and do a different one because <laughs> I'm really not about it. I'm really, I, because I think, it, you know, if everybody on the team could talk or hear each other or coordinate or I don't know, something, but it just felt like there was probably like clusters of like six or seven people in yeah. certain spots. You just kind of get, picked out you know and, yeah. and killed that way but uh been enjoying blitz duo been playing that a lot with my brother gonna play some more after this and uh yeah it's good hearthstone i got uh my first six wins to three six consecutive or six wins to three deaths in the arena with a mage so that was good i okay. like cleared out three quests simultaneously I can't complain about that. Um, but, uh, I don't know, Hearthstone, I haven't been playing as much of it as I was playing before. 
because I've started using the elliptical. So <laughs> my arms. <laughs> yeah, makes it a little harder. Yeah, what have you been playing? Well, and that's that's uh, pretty much all I've had time to play is Hearthstone. But I did pick up Detroit uh, Become Human, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crack at that. Um, I need some. I just need enough time for me to actually get into the story because that's one of those you know one of those David Cage games. So uh, it is gonna be story heavy uh and and not something that i think i can just play for 10 or 15 minutes and put down so uh, i do have some time today so i may jump on jump on that uh and it's it's been you know pretty well received so far uh there were some lofty goals i don't know do you know much about detroit become human Mm-mm. it is a playstation game maybe on xbox too no i don't know uh, and I think it's I think it's actually only on PlayStation. Anyway, uh, any all of David Cage games are kind of similar in that they're almost like uh, interactive movies. Um, they are you know Heavy Rain was one of his first, if not his first. And um, did you play Heavy Rain? No, you didn't because you're an Xbox. Ha! Exactly. Uh, exactly. So. With Heavy Rain, uh, I, I want to say that I think it rains like the entire time in the game. And it's I, th- I imagine that's symbolic. But basically, you play as uh, this poor sap who gets his kid abducted. And you only have so long to get the, the you know, the villain in the game is the origami killer. And uh, he leaves a you know, an origami animal when he steals, you know, takes the kid or whatever. And um, There are three characters that you play as in the game, and their stories overlap, and you do have choices that you make throughout it, and it, and it dictates whether or not you, uh, you know, what, well, it, it dictates the entire story. So there are, you know, dozens of endings. Um, in fact, it is possible... If I'm not mistaken, in this in Detroit, it's possible that like your characters and other characters that are in the game can die, and and there is no such thing as a game over screen. It just keeps the right. story just keeps going. So like in in Heavy Rain, uh, there's a female character that that uh, she was kind of like my favorite character in the game because the main character is just so sad. Um, but she ends up I ended up getting her killed off like halfway through. I don't even know what her story. That was the end of her story. Um, she never even really became... I mean, she could become the love interest of the main character. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that just I didn't ever get to see because I ended up accidentally getting her killed. So, <laughs> But that's just one of the things about it, and that's kind of what draws me to it, is there are so many different ways to play the game. Um, that, you know, that for me, my playthrough would be unique, most likely, you know. So... Anyway, I'm looking forward to playing that. I did not play any uh, arenas, although I, I could. But in, in Hearthstone, I think I've gotten all the way up to um, 15, 15, 14 or 15 rank. Um, which is pretty exciting because I haven't been that high in a while. And Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and uh, I've got a deck right now that has about a 65% win rate. Uh, from what I've read, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good win rate. So I mean, the fact that you know what you're winning. Rate, I mean, I just go in and just throw some cards, man. I'll I see what <laughs> falls out. You know, know. Well, went all right over here. I'm always impressed if I do that and I actually win a match, uh, because that usually doesn't turn out very well for me. But and, and that's the way you do it in arenas is you just you know you just pick cards. Yeah, so I, I can see how that's kind of your style. <laughs> um, well, anyways, well that that's the end, end of that for the most part. We weren't aren't really playing anything else, uh, but there is a considerable amount of news out there right now. So uh, E3 is approaching. Uh, so by the time you hear this, uh, why well, I mean E3 just passed really, uh, or is finishing up. And uh, there are a number of things that have have been released or shown, uh, you know, but there's still a lot to come. But uh, 
you had a few things on your radar uh, that you wanted to talk about. I know the Fallout announcement and, and a little bit more about the details. So what are your thoughts on this new Fallout game? So here here's my thing about the Fallout game. I feel like a lot of people are giving it black because it looks like it's going to be live services um, yeah. and, and the multiplayer only experience. I'm not that opposed to it because the I uh, watched a video where this guy went through all the previous games and they've been hiding the lore about this vault kind of all the way through from the beginning till now. Yeah. Um, and apparently this was one of the vaults that was not messed with. So right. no tests were performed on the vault dwellers. They had the ideal marketing-based experience. So it must have been, like, very Americana and... Um, you know, uh, very yeehaw and, and everybody had the ideal experience that Vault Tech was, you know, promising everyone. So I imagine that it would be a quite interesting culture shock to go from that to when they open the vault, uh, you're met with the wasteland. It is a prequel. So it takes place before the events of all the other games. So presumably you are one of the first people released into the wasteland this is before super mutants before any of that and the 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 people playing this game arguably are the ones who get to see all that sort of stuff happen stroke make it happen accidentally or you know all, all sorts so i'm actually quite interested in because i've never been super big into the lore in that there's just so much of it and much like with skyrim i just yeah. don't I'm not going to sit there and like read all the books. I just can't. But I think getting to experience how uh, super mutants came to be, you know, brotherhood of steel, all that sort of stuff. You know, this is even before the, that, what is that science of the Institute even became a thing. Um, I think it could be quite interesting. And I think if they let you experience this idyllic vault dwelling situation, um, beforehand, it could be quite interesting to see it through the character's eyes when, you know, they go out into the world and it's, it's a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite excited for it. I, I think, I think it could be pretty cool. It, it depends on what it's priced at. I think I might get it on release or wait if it's, you know, a full premium level price tag. But if they price it 30, 40 bucks, I might get it. I've also seen, um, this came out obviously just before E3, but I've seen the um, new game Vampire, which looks quite interesting, um, like a vampire-based role-playing stroke action-adventure game. Yeah. Um, looks pretty dialogue-heavy. I'm kind of into that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't amused by the fact that I have seen it at six different price points at different retailers here, the cheapest being on Amazon. So like, if I wanted to get it for 40 bucks then I need to order on Amazon and like wait two days everywhere really? else. I need to pay more like two to nine pounds more if I want it digitally through the Xbox. Um, so which is like, you know, like 16 bucks. It's not a joke. It's a lot more. Yeah. Um, so I didn't buy it actually. I kind of like rage quit my shopping experience and decided <laughs> I was going to just wait and rent it. Um, but it looks like an interesting game. Um, I've seen a bit of coverage on it. And it looks like it's up my street. And then um, I've also seen a bit of coverage on the, which unfortunately I can't play unless I decide to buy a PlayStation VR, is uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew, which looks fierce, man. That Does looks it? fun. Uh, yeah, I feel like you need like real-life friends to play it because I imagine, much like uh, Sea of Thieves, it's not going to go well in a pug environment. Basically, you could take the helm of the original Enterprise or um, the more advanced, maybe post-Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm not sure from the design of it wh exactly which class it is. But you take the helm and, you you know, you th there's a story to go through and, and all sorts. But you can be the captain, you can be tactical, you can be communications, you know, you can be an engineer. Like, and every multiplayer, like, it's a multiplayer experience um, and the people have different roles. You can, it looks like you can play it solo where you're the captain and the computer is the multiplayer, but I feel like that's like losing half of the fun. Cause when I've been watching people play this online, 
it's kind of fun when like your mates get into it and they're like, nothing on scanners, Captain. You know, like that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. So, you know, I would want that, but the idea of having to fork out like six hundred dollars to partake in the experience just for is just yeah. yeah, it's not gonna happen. But I mean that's that's one of those games where I'd be like, ooh, ooh, a swaying point. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. looks pretty fun. So I'm yeah. hoping that maybe they can release it on Connect or something, you know, because it's I think it's on Oculus maybe as well. So like, why don't they just throw the Connect in there and then we can all have fun? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> the I think the funniest thing would be is if you got that, and then your crew still committed mutiny and put you in the brig. I think that and would be... locked in a cellar and threw up on me and tossed fish at me. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> That is so funny. That makes me laugh every time I think uh, of it. Because it's like real people. I was actually it? traumatized. I was so upset. <laughs> Threw fish at you? Yeah. Oh. Well, they were like playing the accordion and like, I was in the brick. <laughs> Horrible. Oh. I love you. It's hilarious. I was so furious. Oh, now it's <laughs> I'm like child. Yeah, I would, I would have been God. angry. But it's funny now. For sure. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Sorry. Okay, we'll come back to that. Uh, yeah, come there, there was a release date uh, set for a game that I'm sure you're highly anticipated uh, to play, which is Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I Man, knew that you've been, yeah, I knew wow. you've been waiting for this. Um, I think Kingdom Hearts, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, or at least the sequel to two there's been like maybe three other games that have come out after two there's like 2.5 1. 1.5 uh, chain chain of memories or uh, there's and they're all connected and the story is somewhat convoluted uh nonetheless i really enjoy it it's you know it's a it's a square soft game you know with disney characters and i think i probably have a little bit too much nostalgia for this series and it may not live up to what i'm expecting um but it's uh it's finally get, been given a date and the date kind of pisses me off because they've been showing this at e3 the last two years uh they you know actual gameplay footage they sh they play the last play two years oh yeah oh god is the date like next year yes. like late no but it's next year the date is january That's not right. January of 2019. Uh, Stop. No. Yes. Uh, 20, uh, January 29th of 2019, to be specific. So, I mean. Wow. They definitely had some problems if they couldn't get a Christmas release. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that should have been a November release for sure. They must have had problems in the studio, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. Because nobody willingly says, let's skip Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or let's skip the, the other big season, which is like September area. You know, there's like right there in the fall, there's a couple spots where, or winter, there's a couple spots where those are, you know, prime, that's prime real estate for releasing a game. And, and I don't know, this particular game just seems like it's had such a tumultuous past that... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that they would try to get this game out as you know in for holiday season 2018, and uh, it is not. So anyway, uh, mixed emotions about that. I'm kind of frustrated uh, about it. Uh, that, that that definitely does piss me off just a little bit. But you know, I guess we may never know why that is. Uh, but but at least it got a date. So. Uh, for a long time, we just thought it really wasn't a thing, like it wasn't real. So, and I see. Yeah, well, yeah. But we, the fans, you've been talking about it for a while, though. I know. Right. <laughs> oh, well, I was excited about it. I mean, this is one of those games that uh, they kind of changed. Um, I, I think I was actually talking to uh, Daniel last week about it. Was. Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, those games, Chrono Trigger, really, I think, the first one, uh, Secret of Mana, those are role-playing games that kind of changed the formula. Instead of having, like, this turn-based attack, it was more of an action battle system. And, you know, just mm -hmm. what that, you know, I don't know if you that means anything, but, you know, the, 
back in the day when you just had turn based, it was my turn, then it was the you know the villain, my turn, then whatever yeah, monster. Well, those were the first games that did this action battle system, and and Kingdom Hearts like turned that up to eleven and had a really they had a really good battle system uh, that was fluid. Um, you know, you could run from you could run from battles by literally running away from them, uh, or you could engage. You know, and uh, anyway, so it was a lot of fun. They they made it to where it was pretty seamless to mix or to switch between the characters that you had in your party, um, which that does get to be the point that is the, is probably the least. It's either the reason that you play it or it's what keeps you from playing it, and that's the Disney part of it. Um, <laughs> some people can't get past that, but. Yeah, yeah, I think and, I'm one of those people. Yeah, and I mean, I understand that, but it's not really for kids in that respect. I mean, it's not like it's not like a, for babies. It's some of the, I mean, some of the story would be Is so house, baby? <laughs> some of the story would not be for uh, I just don't think would be for kids. And, and I don't even think they would understand it for the most part. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they would just play it because Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. So, <laughs> uh, which I guess I couldn't blame him for that either. So, well, all right. Uh, well, that brings us to the next segment, and and I I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, game censor- censorship. This was something that you brought up as a as a topic, and and uh, I didn't know if if you had a particular angle that you were coming at uh, coming at this from, or where where you've seen uh, censorship, you know. Uh, I guess employed lately. So, what are your thoughts on game censorship? Well, it's been a big topic re- recently with um, Steam. So, uh, there was a game released on Steam or coming to Steam that is a school shooter simulator yeah. where yeah. you can play both the part of the SWAT team or you can play the part of the shooter. And it reminds me of that game, Hatred, which was similar. Um, he was like a trench coat dude that just like shot at people. There was um, some simulator where you like shot at gay people. Um, and recently there's one where you c- go to Africa and contract AIDS and then have to kill all the villagers to prevent the virus from infecting anyone else. Um, and Steam... Uh, decided in this instance, whereas previously they had not, they decided to remove the uh, school shooter game from their store. So I'm interested in your perspective, maybe first as just an adult person and then maybe as a parent, and then I'll let you know what I think because it's probably different. (laughs) (laughs) This is difficult that's a that's a complicated that actually adds a wrinkle to it that i hadn't really considered i was aware of that game and uh, i knew it had been in the news probably not nearly as much as i thought it would be uh at least not i hadn't noticed it uh being more in the news but just with the topic and the current political climate i just thought that that would be a much bigger deal that said censorship in general is tricky and complicated and and uh my first if i'm wearing my parent hat i'd say yeah that game just shouldn't be made um that that i I would agree with steam for pulling it off and not necessarily you know calling it and and kind of in this case censoring but i don't know that i would consider it censoring if they just won't carry it because i imagine some other service might actually uh allow it but i guess in a way it is uh, and like i said with my parent head on i'm for it i agree it complicates things though because it's a slippery slope when you start doing this and when you start censoring games this way uh because i think it may add credence or, or give validity to the argument that games do cause violence. Um, and even if the game is tasteless, uh, that, you know, if, if you believe 
that games do not cause violence and, and you know, this is just simulation, however tasteless and uh, ridiculous the concept is and the premise of the game, that, uh, you know, that they have the right to make that flaming dog turd. But, you know. So I guess I, I ha I'm not, I'm answering it by not necessarily answering it. I see it from both sides. I could see, I... I personally just wouldn't have bought it and wouldn't let anybody I know buy it. Uh, but my parent hat says, yeah, I, I don't think it should be out there. What are your thoughts? Um, so I have conflicting opinions. <laughs> so I think um, because it's a simulation and not real, it should be subject to the same um level of censorship that all other artistic works are mm -hmm. and there are a lot of artistic works out there that touch on some very concerning topics lolita is a book that comes to mind right that would be censored if it was a game um right. and that piece of literature is allowed to exist and I would say if something ha can be argued to have artistic merit, then it should exist. If it is a piece of dumpster trash where okay. the whole point is to inflame, incite, or create hatred towards a specific group, then I don't think that it should exist because it's not like art. You're not telling a story. It doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't get you thinking or whatever. Right. Um, I, since I've never played any of these games, it's hard to tell whether or not I would consider them art from the look of them. I would say that at least graphically, hatred looked like a more fleshed out game. Right. I feel like this other one was an attempt to inflame and ignite, you know, uh, debate. Um, and I feel like sometimes developers are now putting things out there in order so the people who hate social justice warriors will rally around it as a cause and yeah. it gains sales because it's so inflammatory and they think it's funny that it's inflammatory. So it attracts trolls and the trolls support it so that they can continue trolling. Yeah. I would say there, there are a lot of works, a lot of films, a lot of books, which could be censored um, and haven't been. And I feel like games get censored more than other media. For example, the way the stick of truth is censored in Europe and Australia. Um, I, you know, I found everything that I could see hilarious. And I know what the bits that were censored out were. And they are also hilarious because they're not real. Like they're just being, you know, over the top. But the fact that as an, you know, over 18 individual with my own buying power and a decision what to do with my own mind that I couldn't experience the entire creative work because of the country where I live yeah, was a bit strange to me. Um, especially because the films and the TV show are available for consumption uncensored. Yeah. So I, I think that's the angle that I'm going to take is that if it was, it could be a book, and that book would not be censored, then it probably shouldn't be censored in a video game just because you have a sense of more agency. That goes back to your point that, you know, video games don't cause violence, movies don't cause violence, all these things don't cause violence just because you have a bit more control over what's happening. If you tend to be a more nonviolent person, at least this is my perspective, I find it hard to play Renegade in most games yeah. because like I have a sense of moral clarity that extends to a game as well. Yeah. So that wouldn't be the kind of media that I would engage with, whatever that being said, whenever people consume certain types of media on the internet, like, you know, more at risk types of media, 
you know, they're monitored and they're watched and they're placed on watch lists for this reason. So I would say if you allow it to exist, then it should also, those people should be watched like they would if they checked out Mein Kampf at the library, which you do get, you know. Yeah, uh, you could anyway. Yeah. Um, and there, there are some, you know, websites which I'm sure are being monitored by Homeland Security and, you know, all sorts because, you know, they're just making sure that people are researching and not doing things. Right. So, um, I think, you know, if, if you want, you know, to play any sort of game, you should be able to play it as long as that same game would have the same level of artistic merit if it was any other form of media. Um, and I, I think if you apply that rule, then a lot of these things wouldn't exist because I really can't see a two hour movie just about being a school shooter in one, one location. You know what I mean? Like you can't shoot a two hour movie about that. You didn't even try. You know, like, where where was the story about this guy and how he got to that point and the preparation and the obfuscation from his family? Like, if you're going to do it, at yeah. least make a story out of it. Make like, it let compelling. us know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we can choose whether or not we think that he was justified or no. You know, that's your own decision to make. But I feel like, you know, like this one where... The, the entirety of the story is summed up in a paragraph that's about yay big, like an inch high. And it's, you know, you're on a trip in Africa and one of the locals gives you the HIV virus. Okay. Well, that's I mean, how did they much- give it to you? Like in a basket? How did you get it? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But, the, you know, they don't go into any sort of detail. And, you know, then you're just mowing people down and the African police are trying to stop you like that is essentially the extent of the game. I I just think that that wouldn't have enough material to make a movie <laughs> or a book. And so, you know, yeah, there you go. But, I, you know, there have been a lot of movies and books made about people that contract very serious diseases that actually have something to say. Right. Um, so, you know, you know, that's, I think that's my, you know, like, like people watch horror movies. Yeah, they're just as horrible. But right. there's like a backstory to the characters. You don't just start the movie where Jason is just chopping people's heads off and that's it. And you right. don't learn anything about his motivation, upbringing, any whatever. You know what I mean? And you may yeah. even be rooting for Jason and that's fine. He's pretty scary. Yeah. And you might be like, Look at this scary dude, like, get him. Um, but they're a bunch of know, idiots. Think, Kill him. Yeah. I think that's why when Steam decided to take it down from its store, I, you know, I think every retailer has the right to carry or not carry anything right. that's for sale. But more importantly, I think we shouldn't encourage works for the sake of controversy that aren't actually artistic in any form. I, uh, yeah, I definitely, I agree with that. You know, you, you were saying about the Renegade and, and Paragon, you know, that th- those modes that you have that choice to play as a particular character. You know, I end up a lot of times trying to play it. I don't play it as Renegade. I like to try to play it as how do I think this character would do it, you know, and and I guess in that instance kind of role play it. And so with Mass Effect, um, my Shepard was more Renegade-ish. If I had a Renegade choice, if I had, I think, and I've said this on other episodes, if I had a choice to kick somebody out of a window or shoot them, <laughs> I did it. Um, but it's but I always felt like there it was justified. It wasn't for the sake of it. It was like we've got a job to do. This guy's kind of a, a jackass, and it gave me the option to shoot him, and so I did. I didn't think of it as being. Cowardly. We've got a job to do. This guy is annoying. Murder him. Right. <laughs> Naturally, duh. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. <laughs> I think I think it was. It was a boring conversation anyway. This, yeah, <laughs> kind of like yeah, just like Han Solo and you know, in Star Wars, it's like you know that conversation wasn't going anywhere and just shoot the computer. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, I if it fit with the character and it seemed like that could be justified, it wasn't just for the sake of gratuity. You know, I wasn't just shooting somebody. 
there was a there was a motivation behind that a little bit more than just being bored uh, with the conversation um the instant or the the part in uh, call of duty where you are you know you're basically you've infiltrated you're undercover and you go through the russian airport and you have oh uh, yeah that part. you have the choice of either shooting or just walking while you know everybody else in your crew shoots and they basically mow down an entire airport. Um, and I think there were warnings about that particular scene in the game, just because that is that could be a traumatic uh, experience. But it, I don't think it was for nothing. You know, they didn't they didn't put yeah. it in there just to simulate to give you that opportunity to live that experience. There was a reason why they did it, and and. Part of that reason was to get a visceral reaction from the player, um, and then to see just how horrific this was, and, and then that juxtaposed to everything else that you do in that game, that that um, that there was just some really horrible things that happened in this world, and it's it wasn't to me it didn't seem like it was glorifying it um, because you you didn't have to necessarily shoot, um, you could just walk and watch it all. Um, yeah, but even so, I think if you were undercover, that you could have been justified in participating to maintain your cover. Like, this is the, you know, and I think there are, like, movies and stuff where they talk about people going under deep cover. And, like, they have to, like, cut people's fingers off and shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. you tell me that doesn't mess with you? Like, For totally sure. does. I think I think there's artistic merit in telling those stories that are real things that happen. You know, like, yeah. you know. It is real, but you know, I I remember the controversy when that when that game came out and people were like, "It's horrible," blah 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 blah. But it really had a story to tell. Like Grand Theft Auto, isn't there a torture scene in it or something? Am I misremembering? Or some game where you like had to like electrocute some dude or whatever? And I found that incredibly difficult to do. Like I yeah, was not Grand Theft Auto, yeah. I was not enjoying that part at all. And you literally didn't, you didn't have a choice. If you wanted to proceed in the game, you had to do it. And I like, think that's the most recent yeah. one, right? Grand Theft Auto five. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And I don't, you know, much like they're like, Grand Theft Auto just glorifies violence or whatever. Like, I don't, I can't, you know, unless you're already a disturbed individual, I really can't think of anybody who was loving that part. Like if they were really right. honest, like you might try to be macho and be like, Oh yeah, it didn't bother me at all. But like, it was difficult to do, so <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't even think I got that far in the game, but I did. I've seen video of it. Um, uh, I don't know, you know, this is definitely not a new topic. You know, uh, censor, censorship in gaming is, I probably since gaming really began, and as a, you know, a, an actual. Um, an actual viable hobby that was kind of mainstream and accepted, you know, everything from, uh, you, are you familiar with Custer's revenge? It's, I think it was an Atari may have been a Commodore. Uh, yeah. It was one of those old games and it had that disturbing sex uh, scene in it. Yeah. That's, I think kind of all the game was, <laughs> I'm not really sure if it had anything else. Um, uh, yeah, it's pixelated. It didn't look like anything uh, that it was supposed to be. Uh, it was com incredibly insensitive and inappropriate. But uh, you know, and and uh, I think probably difficult to find at this point. Uh, but it's not much of a game. I'm not really sure why it was made. But I think it's in the same ilk as you know this game that we're talking about uh, today. Is uh, somebody had? A yeah, I think it's called Active Shooter. Is this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Active shooter. Um, I don't know. I, I I agree with you though. I I think in this instance, there's just no redeeming quality. There's no merit. There's no lesson or artistic artistic license that's being taken on this particular topic. Not with this game, anyway. There may be something that comes out in the future that that you know kind of fits this definition. Um, and and maybe that one. You know, we'll we'll pass the test. Um, like I, I honestly believe that you could make a video game about Columbine, for example, and tell a story, yeah. even if it was from the shooter's perspective. I feel like you could tell the story. 
because you can't tell me the last, you know, few minutes of that dude's freedom, he wasn't instantly regretting his choices. Like, I refuse to believe that you don't come to a point where you're like, I've fucked up. Like, (laughs) you know, like this was too far, you know? And I think, you know, it's like that movie about that woman monster, you know, like how many movies about serial killers are there? You know what I mean? Like, and, and you can see why someone would have gotten to that point, but like that doesn't make you a serial killer. You can just see how somebody could flip. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good example. I, I think there are some games. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, and maybe we can think of some games that have this type of this style, uh, where the end of the game you just kind of feel sick, uh, but there, or you know, just empty or like it wasn't fulfilling because it's sad uh, or whatever. Maybe uh, the the counselor comes to mind as a movie. Uh, if you haven't seen the counselor, it's it's got Michael Fassbender in it, and He's a he's a lawyer, and he ends up getting caught up with the wrong people. Um, have you? I mean, have you ever seen The Counselor? No, I haven't. But the it's, game that comes to mind is the one with the teenage girl. That that one. Uh, what was it called? The one with the photograph. Life is strange. Oh yeah, yeah. That one at the end, you're like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the choice that you're given sucks, you know, um, and the only way to really, I don't know. I mean, what's the right answer in that? Do you, there is no right answer, Like yeah. neither scenario is a good scenario, Right. like it's zero win. You know what I mean? You're a murderer either way you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you have to live with that. You know, if you were the character, you have to live with knowing you chose to let her die you know so i don't know that's yeah that's that's a good example but even in that i feel like there was weight and gravity to that so that that's why you had that feeling um and the counselor the end of the movie you just get to watch this i mean just this series of events unfold i don't want to ruin it in case you want to watch it um but the ending is uh, not what you would have expected, or at least not what I would have expected. And I think Eli Roth does this with some of his horror movies, where in the end you're just like, nobody really won, and and it's and everyone dies, <laughs> um, and it's and they all die gruesome deaths, you know, and uh, and then that's it. And you're like, yeah. wow, God, that's that's horrible, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, it's so, like every day in The Walking Dead, man. It's never a good day in The Walking Dead. Right, and Rick Grimes <laughs> okay. is, is leaving. So, I know. That's just a, a completely different story. Um, but all Well, all, I'm surprised we actually don't have too far off of a different opinion on this. I'm impressed. Yeah, I am too. Actually, I thought when you said that yours may be different, uh, I was like, wow, you know, I don't know. Uh, how it could be that much different than mine. I was I was thinking that maybe you would be more supportive of you know preventing or eliminating censorship, which is I, I mean on, I'm on the same page. Um, but I think that you had a better definition, and that definitely I think that strengthens the argument for me that or already to me it actually gives definition to the argument. So now you can delineate. Bless you. Now you can delineate what should be, what should be kind of cold. Eh, you can make it, but you're not going to sell it anywhere. You're not going to sell active shooter with with no story anywhere. You know. Yeah. It just if it doesn't it's have just not a game. Quality, yeah, exactly. Just not a game. Well, good. Um, what was our next topic? Well, I, I was going to say, do you want to do the next topic? Do you want to save it for another one? Because that gives us um, about a 35, 40-minute show. Oh, wow. Well, let's not keep everybody bored. Yeah. <laughs> They've been here long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm having fun, but it also gives us another topic, and then we can talk about E3, post-E3 stuff. 
uh, on on either on that episode or the, the uh, next episode. So, uh, okay. Does that sound cool? Sounds cool. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll just mark this spot so Daniel will know where to chop it up. Cut out um, our blabbering. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna end the show with? What's our uh, what's our I don't know takeaway. Um. Well, final thoughts on censorship. Final thoughts on censorship. I think that human nature is very complex. The world is very complex. And there are a lot of stories out there to tell. So if you're creating a game, even with sensitive content, if you've got a legitimate reason for telling that story, um, it's something that happened to you or something you're passionate about, then it's art and you should, you know, have the right to bring art into the world. But, you know, if you're just trying to troll people, create more uh, unhappiness in a world that's already pretty stressed out, then you're a douche and you shouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> Technical term, even. Yeah. You know, and sometimes just words fail you and you're like, nope, they're a douche. I'm they're going a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I I would agree. Uh, I think that it's such a it's such a complicated topic, censor, censorship in general. And so, when you start down that road, it is a slippery slope. I don't necessarily I don't think that this is one of those things where we could actually say. I mean, would would you consider this to be censorship in its truest form? Like, is this even censorship in the way that the stick of truth was censored, censored in, you know, in Europe? Because um, it's I, I would say it's more like I feel like they should prevent people from cluttering the Internet with more garbage. Like, the right. Internet is just full of garbage. So in that way, yeah, it is censorship, but it's censorship that is has the outcome of making uh online storefronts and just the general browsing experience more higher quality yeah you know like do we really need a hundred clones of a block-based zombie game that somebody just took off of the unity store and repackaged like in, in that extent i feel like they should censor that sort of stuff and i feel like other outlets like less popular ones where you know they're like lots of trial games and stuff i think they shouldn't commit bandwidth to you know pointless and um detrimental creations you know you could extend that so far as to reddit where i say you know those subreddits that are literally dedicated to hate groups like right. that just shouldn't be a thing like it just shouldn't be a thing it serves zero purpose and you spew your filth into the world and it makes the world a worse place like surely that's not where we want to move to a society where just everything's full of trash and we're all like yep we uh look how free we are we just live in filth you know like like i, I like <laughs> to believe that that's not the outcome of being a free society. I think if you have a story to tell um, and, you, you know, you've got a bloody point, then great. But, you know, if if you're just spouting hate or bullshit or absolute tat into the world, like, you know, I just really I'm really against clutter in all its forms. <laughs> you know, it's just. It's just unnecessary. How much clutter is there in the world? I also, I mean, let's just go, let's just go crazy. I'm also against like tat shops, you know, like, do yeah. you really, do you really need tat in your world? Like, do you really need children in China making tiny little crappy figurines to clutter your house with? I just really disagree in this whole sort of thing. So, you know, <laughs> your soapbox. I mean, I just, soapbox. yeah. Welcome to Amanda's Soapbox. Declutter your life as much as possible. It's weighing you down. That's Declutter right. your mind. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. There's censorship for you. Everyone do what I say. <laughs> you know, and, but I think that that's, you have a good point. I mean, 
this is just one of those things where I, I have a hard time standing firmly on one side or the other because of the idea of censorship. But I think you're right in that just because you're free to wear a diaper and never change it doesn't mean that you should. Um, yeah, you like, know. please don't. I have please to don't. to you, you nasty bugger. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah you're right. And, and I think that uh, it's kind of like, uh, and I guess we're, I'm digressing a bit, but it's kind of like smoking um, in, a, in a distant way. But stay with me. When you smoke, it's not just affecting you. It affects me if I'm standing next to you. Um, so if you're spouting hate speech or if you're, you know, if you want to sit and think about it or write about it yourself or do whatever, that's, you know, that's fine. Or find a friend, I guess, that, that you could do that. But if you're, and that may be why the subreddit is, you know, I guess even utilized because that allows these trolls and, you know, to, to get together and talk to each other. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, do you, do you prevent that from being able to be done? Do you section them off and, you know, and make sure that they have an outlet, but you keep an eye on them or do you eliminate their ability to, to do it altogether? And, and to me right now, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that again, if I put on my parent hat, I say, yeah, you, you know, you eliminate it. Um, I just, I really, I really find it hard to believe that we want a society where people who don't believe in its own fundamental ideals are allowed to mingle with the rest of us. I mean, that's the definition of prisons. Like, they put people in prisons because those people don't function the way everybody else expects them to function. So, the idea, like, freedom of speech is all well and good. But if you actually believe that you are better than someone else simply because the amount of melanin your skin does or does not produce, how dare you? And you yeah. don't deserve to be in the same place with the rest of us because nobody believes that anymore. Stop. You know, yeah. like, I yeah. just, I really find that sort of thing very upsetting is that you wouldn't, you wouldn't tolerate somebody walking into a shop, taking something without paying for it and walking out. So why do you tolerate somebody standing in a room either of you know like-minded people which great they're all together get them all at once or <laughs> you know standing on the edge of a corner and spouting yeah. their hate into a, a world where the rest of you don't agree you know yeah. i i you know there's one thing to have a difference of opinion and i think you know religion is one of those things where people have a difference of opinion on but if it's things we don't have a difference of opinion on anymore then you know i really I really disagree that that should be covered by free speech. You know, it just, yeah. it just isn't the case. Yeah. No, you're, I think you're right. And everyone listen to Amanda on this. She, <laughs> she's got it together. <laughs> I know. So Amanda running for government 2020. <laughs> 2020. Absolutely. Yeah. Come back to America. Um, <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of the Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templategeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or just reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templategeek.com. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and head over to iTunes or wherever you download. And please subscribe and like us so you'll be sure to get the next episode. Until the next time. See you later.